Welcome to this edition of Mixed Blessing. We have a wonderful couple today, and I want them to introduce themselves because they're so special. Do you want to introduce yourself? How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much, Mary. So my name is Abisola from the Lynch, um, and my husband is here with me today. Yeah, my name is Patrick Lynch. Listen, it's great to have you. Thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Now, because we're trying to find out how mixed relationships work, and um, we want you to just tell us about your journey. So who wants to start? I'm happy to start. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, thanks, Mary. Um, well, we met like... Um, we met online actually in 2009. We first started talking in 2009 on on Facebook. So I lived in England, and he was in Ireland. And um, yeah, and we've been married. We got married in 2011. So now we've been married for. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It'll be, be 12 years in August. Oh, fantastic. Listen, I want to know, when did you know you were going to cross over? You know, um, Patrick, Abisola, you know, you're from different continents, as it were. Why did you think this is the person that I want to be with? And the color, the background, the culture just had nothing to do with it. When did you come to that aha moment? This is the lady. This is the man. Let's start with Abisola, the lady. When did you know this is it? I'm going for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's that's an interesting one. Um, I have to think about this because I really just went with the flow, to be honest. <laughs> because, um, like I said, we're so different and he wasn't with me um the different things or different theories or perspective about online relationship but having knowing that he's actually not with me like in when i was in england and he was in ireland um we started off as friends and um i just ended a relationship at that point so he was you know, I was chatting with him and he was just kind and friendly um, and he would listen. Um, yes, yeah, so I never really, um, it gave me a chance like to kind of think, think very well rather than rushing into relationship. Like, you know, online people would say, oh, <laughs> don't meet the person, don't talk to the person. It might be unkind person that might hurt you. But because we're so distant apart, it just gave me time to really think and reflect. Um, but yes, um, we decided to meet. And then I, for me, I remember when, <laughs> when I thought he was, he was the one. Because yes, I haven't met him and I haven't spoken to him for like months. When we met, I came from England to Ireland. Um, I think you came first, didn't you? Yeah. I think he came to England first, just as a friend. He came to England first, just to come and visit, and we met first. But then we were still friends. Um, I remember him sitting across across me in in the hotel where he stayed early in the morning, and the sun was like reflecting in his eyes. 
he looks really handsome. Wow! <laughs> and um, his eyes were... And then he was still my friend. He's not even asked me because he asked me, would you be my girlfriend when I later came? We were just so friends for... There was just something in his eyes. Um, I see the same thing in young people. Um, in terms of... He just looks so innocent. It was just a pure soul. He, I have that... I get that look in his face every time because he's very caring, very supportive to me. <laughs> You're making me cry right here. You know what I'm saying? This is what true romance is made of. Okay. Apart from our wedding day when the same thing happened, but never thought like I would feel like this again because I can see, I can see the picture, you know. I just reflected on that day. He was my friend then but on that day i just reflected i just thought oh like i just saw like i don't know if, have you looked into a baby's eyes before and you just you see you don't you just see through them you just see like the pureness of the person and on that day i just kind of made like a subtle wish like oh i wish this could be the one you know but that's how i'm just going to leave that moment because like i said it was still my friend and um he never <laughs> said said to me would you be my girlfriend which is part of what i would actually want as well um him to do because he's willing do you know what i mean yes um, yes but that's it for me that and um, i've had those moments like three times actually um and one time when we we were living together but we're not married then he went to cut his hair that was his first haircut since i met him and he cut his hair really low like um you know most african men would do he usually cut his hair he's not like caucasian with long hair and um he just came home what after coming from his hair again it's still this sunlight it's just seeing someone in the sunlight and you just have this kind of spiritual spiritual feeling that i think this is this is the person that's right for me in the moment. Just like kind of the feeling of love, just feels in my body. But yeah, it's a different feeling. But I hope I explained that. No, I think this is this is really beautiful and very innocent and very very true because you said you'd come from a loss and all of a sudden you have this friendship and then the light shine twice now. So Patrick. I'm going to ask you, when was your aha moment that you're going to cross being Irish to a non-Irish, an African for that matter? Now, when did that happen to you too? Because obviously you got it together since 2009. Yeah, well, first of all, I think the comments about the sunlight is apparently she moved to a warmer country. <laughs> <laughs> because you... I mean, the fact that it's only happened twice in 14 years... <laughs> You years. guys are funny. Just that you don't get enough sun in this country. <laughs> so yeah, I remember, I remember first of seeing like, I saw pictures on Facebook, and I mean, since I was young, I've always found black women more attractive on uh, average, in, in on average than, than Caucasian women for reasons I really um, can't ascertain. But I remember, yeah, meeting her in Birmingham, and the first time I saw her, um. She learned a summer dress, and I just thought to myself, "Whoa!" Um, she was a, you know, a very, very beautiful woman. So, um, oh yes, yeah, yeah. I, I was reminded me there. I have a, I had a very detailed interest in many African American history when I was young. So perhaps that might be a reason why I have 
um, kind of inkling towards different cultures because I grew up in a small village and we don't really have it didn't really have much there's not much culture in Kilkay and it's a small little fishing village so when I was growing up I uh, got to read all these um, encyclopedias and you know got to learn a lot about history so that's probably where my interest in different cultures comes from but anyway I met her in Birmingham and we got along I stayed we stayed at the I think it was Premier, it was Premier Inn Hotel in Leicester I still remember that my I didn't pack my shower gel properly and I spilled all over my clothes. So we unpacked my clothes and Abby, uh, rather than being judgmental about it or because um, I was I'm quite uh, I was quite clumsy, still am. You know, she just helped me wash my clothes and that's kind of the start of this kind of caring nature that she has. Oh, that's and beautiful. We went to cr- I remember for me, perhaps in that, one of the aha moments would be actually when I went to visit her in Dublin because she had um, relations here. They lived in Lucan. In Lucan, yeah. Yeah, Johnson's. And yeah, I remember, I think it was in, was it in Dublin? Yeah, I think it was Dublin when you were, at, yeah, I saw you were dancing on some fence or something. You were asking me if you were playful. And I remember thinking to myself that I wanted to be with this woman. So shortly afterwards, I moved over to Le- um, Leicester and we, together about how many months we were before we got married but uh yeah it just fe- it felt right and i never really I, I i never i saw the you know different culture as a, a benefit or a, you know a good thing i never saw it as an impediment uh, i saw it as quite the opposite well that is so beautiful the way those of you came up came across it the sunlight in your eyes and the haircut and then you just said you you had an interest in this culture and um the caring part that she showed and not being judgmental i thought that was very very exciting and the fact that you do you would you say patrick you were ready to already embrace the culture you just saw a woman who was beautiful and the fact that she was in this another skin didn't really matter to you at all. You just, is um, am I right? I just want to because I'm trying to um, summarize this for the listeners. Um, effectively, I mean, to be honest, it would have been more. It was more of an attraction because I found I find um, that was more attractive in a general sense anyway. So yeah, certainly the skin color was for me. Um, a good thing and not an impediment and there's absolutely no I've never had an issue with cross culture now there'll be lots of people listening to you what would you would be your advice I'm going to start with Patrick first of all to men whether they're you know, it doesn't matter what color they are, but they want to engage or they feel attracted to someone from another culture. What would be your one or two key things that you would say to them in embarking on a cross-cultural relationship with Africans? Because <laughs> it's about an African podcast. Um, <laughs> just first of all, be open to it. Um, understand that there will be cultural differences. You have to decide if you're say if you're a white man, for example, with a black woman, because obviously, I mean, that's the situation. Um, you have to decide whether you, your attachment to your own cultural um, norms is worth sacrificing what could be a wonderful relationship. 
And the answer should be no, we shouldn't be attached to any cultural norm. We should be open to different things because, you know, the population in the world is, what, 8 billion people. There's dozens of different cultures. There's almost 200 sovereign nations. There's a huge number of experiences and cultures and differences. And if, I mean, we live in Ireland, which is less than 1% of the world's population, actually 0.1% of the world's population. We're a tiny country, so if you want to stay within your own culture and your own country, then fine, but you're going to be missing out. And basically open your mind, expand your mind. Um, and that's the only way you'll have any chance of success, in my opinion. Also, I just want to point out that um, before I'm, I'm not say I think it's important that people, Caucasians, in, in our case, in a white majority country, we should understand that um, the world isn't colorblind. We have to understand that black people living in this country, for example, are going to face challenges. Their life is going to be different. So it's important not to diminish the person, the African person, for example. It's important not to diminish their experiences, not to downplay it, not to say, ah, you're only imagining it, because you can't walk a mile in their shoes. You can walk beside them, but you can't walk in their shoes. That is very, very true and absolutely spot on. You can walk beside them. You cannot walk in your sh- in their shoes and do not deny the experience. Thank you for that. Very, very. But would you still like, suggest that they go for it anyway? <laughs> if of they want to, I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no good reason. Don't you? So there's no good reason. There's plenty of bad reasons. Uh, you know, if you if you're intent on staying within your tiny parochial culture then fine you're really going you're not going to grow as a person you're not going to experience life the way it should be experienced i mean i'd love to visit more countries and experience more cultures we're actually going to nigeria in the end of october wow i am impressed it's going to be be something very very different i'm going to be the ethnic minority for once that's going to be interesting isn't it are you looking forward to that experience as well Yes, well, from what it tells me, I mean, I, I don't really know what to expect other than what she tells me, but I'm open to it anyway. From what I gather, um, pe- people in Nigeria would be quite, generally quite hospitable. Oh, they're very hospitable. You certainly enjoy it. And don't forget, <laughs> lots of jollof rice, I'll say that. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And what about you, Abisola? Thank you so much for that, um, Patrick. Um, what about you, Abisola? How what would you be saying to young black women who wants to cross over and, and have relationship or even young black men that say say, Listen, I I, 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 I love the way the, the, the Caucasian I, I love them. I, you know, I've read about them. I've studied them all my life, and I, 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 I want to do what you, I want to do. I want to go for it. What would you be suggesting to the black um, man or woman who wants to cross over for love? Yeah. <laughs> for love. <Thank> you. <laughs> I think um, what he said um, actually triggered um, one of what I would say to to the people out there. You know male or female looking for love in any other culture is for example when he said he was going to go to nigeria i had to wait till it was ready okay uh the other times that we've tried to talk about it um it wasn't ready 
but now he was ready. So again, that's just kind of picking on the to be patient, <laughs> um, to um, not rush into it. I know we got married early, but the reason what I say about rush is the reason the friendship part. When we were friends, um, that was I think that's where I would say the open mind was. That was the open mind stage because we had no intention we just went with the flow do you understand what i mean yes so um and that's part of how we are supportive is when says so my true personality came through like the openness also in terms of the conversation and where i was at the stage of my life at that point i was just being honest because i wasn't looking for i wasn't being I wasn't looking for anything extra in the first place, if you understand. That's the best way I can put it. I'm just trying to look for a neutral word to, to use. Do you understand what I mean? Like, yes, we're just I do. friends. And I was sharing about my experience and who I am, who I want to be. So I think that honesty um, is quite important. And also the patience, like, you know and not being judgmental if you want something in life you have to try to go and get it you have to try to give it a try and no matter what anyone else is saying um, outside you and what he said about um everyone has their own packages do you understand what i mean yes um however if you are honest and the person is again dishonest um you know that would open a new page in in your life but at what stage but as long as you know that you're pure and honest and you know what you want and you give it a try and then just take it from there and see how it goes um mm. but yeah i think honesty patience and being open-minded to be honest right, yeah that's... so just try it give it a try <laughs> that's, that's really wonderful now for, for 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 the obstacles like families you obviously you and um, patrick you had a, a a firm mind we are doing this for us not for not for anybody else what would you be saying to those families who was the minutes people get together they you know you just want to pull it down or whatever what would you be suggesting to families who don't understand that the importance of finding love where you find love doesn't matter if it's in Africa or, you know, if it's an African or non-African, which is, you know, uh, I could imagine a lot of, especially young ladies, think, oh, God, my parents are not going to vote. People are not going to approve of me. What would you be saying to those cultures, especially the African cultures, which is really what this podcast is about, when they find that their children or even their, you know, their, their people want to want to try the other side? What suggestion would you say to mothers and fathers, uncles and aunties? Who stop? Who will not stop praying? <laughs> okay, yeah, like you said, praying. Thank you very much. Because with us, they left us alone. And like I said, I was trying to get through my four factors earlier, but experience also comes with it. Yes, they've had their experience, um, um, and I will keep talking about our beliefs and our mind. If you keep bringing old beliefs, especially if they're unhelpful, they're not working out. And like I said, I give example of most of my family I come from a very large extended family on both sides my grandparents are having more than 20 20 kids you know so you can imagine how how big that is and most of them are not married because of this prying and imposing and they're separated 
fine. If that's what you want for your child, your cousin, your friend, your siblings, not to be happily married, that's fine. You can keep bringing all these fixed beliefs that, that, that didn't work for you into someone else's relationship, trying to scare them and make them fearful and not getting what they want and missing out in life, then they can tell you, but then you have your belief as well. It's what you agree to. If you agree to them, um, I think Patrick had a situation where, um, I don't know, a couple of his friends were like, oh, are you sure? And like you said, parents, because it was fast, are you sure? These people will talk. They love you. They or they think they're coming from a place of love. And let's just imagine they're coming from a place of love. They're trying to protect you. But when people want something, they go for it. They try it. It's a goal you want to achieve. Your brain has to be looking for that person. Be careful of lists. I didn't have a list, like you said. People are very tricky and say, it has to be tall, it has to have golden teeth, it has to have money, and people have around, and you're ticking, 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 ticking the list, and then it doesn't match. It wouldn't match. Nobody's perfect. So I wasn't looking for a list. But in terms of other people around, um, like I said, our experience and then our relationship, they left us alone. They just let us walk out. Yes, well, he, I don't think, I don't think he, he has reported me before, but I have reported him before to his mother and said, look, this this is how it's behaving. I don't appreciate it. And, and I think that was the first time because he think maybe it wouldn't, you know, and that was the only time, you know, this is what he, how it's behaving. So I went to them when I needed support and um, because of his behavior and i went to the mother because she they all left us alone like i said they trusted us um but again but they couldn't see inside they couldn't see anything to say oh watch <coughs> out and this person is doing that abby's doing that or patrick is doing that there was nobody there's no friend i'm not joking nothing and um we are enjoying it um that way but we go out we go out with to them and we share whatever we want to share they're not imposing but i know some people is outside their control they're so close to their family and their siblings are into it the mother and father basically they're either in the bedroom and everything if that's the family <laughs> that you are if that's the family that you are and family and one of my top values family as, as i speak like i told you i have that picture in my head and that's the picture that's keeping us going and i know at the moment it's just my nuclear family this small bit it's not the big one but some people have all the extended family around them they're trying to look out for them um you just have you just have to know what you want because these people will talk and they will believe they're trying to look out for you Again, it shouldn't come to hurting and um, abuse verbally um, or um, hurting people physically. Okay, that's where I draw the line. Um, but if, if if someone is doing that to you, clearly, I'm sure that's not what you want. No human brain wants hurt to so someone that will be beating you. Um, but if it doesn't come to that kind of abuse, but it's just mini challenges at home, we all have challenges. So just know what you want. So regardless on what the family or people are saying, I'm not saying turn your back on your family. They should also leave you alone. It's all about trust. Yes. But too many people are saying too many things. You will be confused. 
So that person will be confused. This your mother is saying that, your father is saying that, your friends are saying that, this person is saying that. So I don't I won't blame the person, but I really cannot I don't know what situation exactly they're in. However, it's very, very important for you to know what you want in terms of who you want to be with, but that starts with you. Do you know who you are? Um, do you care about yourself and love yourself? Um, again, that approval goes with me, not just my parents, even with him. When I'm with him, I do things like he's not there. So he's like my extra. It's mm. like it's extra for me. I look after my child. I look after the house. I do things because, like I said, I have been independent and I've been looking after myself since I was seven due to going to boarding school. But he's like extra. So when he does something for me, I genuinely appreciate it because I wasn't, even though I know his, his best skill is his top um, skill is supportive. I know that in my background, but I can also, so in my background brain, but I can also support myself. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So when he actually helps me to do anything, it's extra for me. So as long as it's not hurting physically, verbally, emotionally, and you need to know all these things for yourself first, you need to be able to love yourself and validate yourself. <laughs> Anybody else that comes is extra. And even before your family starts to see that this person is not good for you, basically you will be able to see it yourself because you're looking after yourself. They don't need to say that. Even though if it's cheating, you will still be able to suspect, to be honest, if you're mindful and you're someone that cares about, I said suspects, you might not know. But if there's anybody else that can help you, genuinely, truly help you, to protect you and love you like your family. They can say that to you and you make the decision, but don't sit down in a marriage of anyone that's hurting you, whether it's black or white. Um, and if it's not working for you, don't be afraid to, to step out and, and, and leave, to be honest. That's, yeah. very, that's very, very um, genuine and coming from a heart of of experience and obviously your profession as well of caring for well-being so patrick thank you very much how, how would you what would you say about that regarding to your family being irish i mean you irish people are also very closely connected just as africans is there anything just a minute or two on that thing before we go to our last question sure uh well first of all my message to the first message would be to the families and that's you know don't be engaging in unhelpful behavior because if you're saying your son or daughter or friend or whoever, uh, you shouldn't date someone from a different ethnicity, you're automatically reducing the pool of people that's available to them. I love reducing that. their likelihood of finding the person that really cares about them. You're forcing them to stick within a very small group of people, which is never helpful. It's never helpful for growth. And, you know, people have, Abby is referring to people with their lists. By the time you've ticked off lists and families will have a list for their, maybe a dad might have a list for his son who he wants them to be with. By the time you've got to the end of the list, you'd have so few options, you've as much chance of finding a rainbow <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> and as for the people themselves, um, first thing you've got to do is you've got to show your family and friends that you're serious. That isn't a, you know, isn't a fleeting fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of eliminate that. They might have a thought that, oh, he's only, he fancies a bit of exotic or that kind of, you know, close-minded thinking. 
you've got to show them that you're serious, that you really care about the other person, and that it's not just a phase or it's not just a passing fad or any nonsense. You've got to show them that you're serious and you've got to let them know that you're serious. And if they, you know, you, sh- you, you can't force somebody to change their mind about anything you know outside of brainwashing it's just mm-hmm. it, you know an adult person thinks of themselves they're going to have their own they're going to make their own decisions they're going to have their own thoughts their own feelings their own judgments so you can't force them to accept you you just have to show them and over time if they care they'll support you mm-hmm. and you, you have to be patient with them as well just as they have to be patient with you mm-hmm. Um, just the most important thing is just keep the focus on the person you care about and let them know that they're the most important person to you in the world. Mm. Oh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you guys need to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's very practical. <laughs> I love the sense of humor. And I think it's reality as well, because a small pool of people compared to the lot, you could cast your net. There's lots of fishes out there in different places. Mm, and that's and that's mm. really inspiring. I think that's going to set a lot of women free, especially. And um, the, 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 the pool of the family, I think you've just torn it. You've just kind of torn it to pieces. And so, yeah, we're going to take that advice. Now, the last people we want you to think about is that the government. Have the government policies affected your, your relationship in any way? You know, are there things that you say? Oh God! I wish the government didn't mm. say that. Um, I start with you, Patrick, and then end up with um, Abisola. Are there government policies concerning race and issues that you feel you know this is not helpful? This needs to be changed. If you have, you may not have. Um, well, from what I can ascertain about the current government, is they seem to be they seem to be putting it like uh, I think the accusation of wokeism and all this other stuff. I think they're um, in danger of. Drive, basically driving people with, or pe- driving people's racist views underground. I'm at, I'd be controversial here and say that I'm actually happy for people to have their openly racist views because then you know to st- stay away from. <laughs> That's good. People with people with racist views aren't just suddenly going to go. Oh, the government says this is bad. I'm going to stop now, and then they're magically going to change their attitudes and their behaviors that's not going to happen they're just going to hide it they're just going to get more and more resentful and you know this is the kind of um thing that will actually lead to i think a growth of this kind of groups you could actually get groups growing out of this because then they'll start marketing the whole situation as them being put down and our freedom of speech has been trampled on and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so this is the so government trying to suppress free speech like there's this um hate speech bill i believe going out and uh, as far as i can tell it's very vague Mm -hmm. i don't know how you define hate speech Mm -hmm. because one person hate speech is another person's message Mm -hmm. you know it's very hard to actually define or to give an actual dictionary definition of what it is because it's really it's not something you can pin down so what they're doing with this is they're going to the kind of legislation that could actually promote the growth of right-wing groups in my opinion I might be a very controversial opinion, but I believe that if you look throughout history, the right-wing groups can grow if they feel like they have a cause, uh, right or wrong. So I think they just need to to understand people are going to hold these views whether they like it or not. Mm. And all we can do is know the people who have these views and stay the hell away from them. Thank you. That's a good one. I prefer, you know, I prefer life is too short. Like imagine, you know, you're friends with someone and they have these 
deep-seated views and you don't know about for 20 years, mm-hmm. wouldn't you rather, you know, not spend with this person and find out later what they're really like? You'd feel terrible. You feel like you've wasted all the hours with this person who isn't worth your your time right right and uh, thank you so much for that Abisola you and uh, Patrick have a beautiful daughter now what would you hope for her you know how are you raising her up is it Irish is it African what do you hope for your child in the future and those are the children to come if you're having more (laughs) thank you Mary Uh, that's so interesting Um, I'm unsure if you if you if you understand from the way I speak already, it's a balance for me. <laughs> she needs to know both sides. And I know like it's taking us a while to take her to, to Nigeria. Um, I apologize to her for that. Um, but she, she really sees herself as African by herself. Um, I'm unsure maybe that's because of me, uh, because, you know, mother and more together, we, we're together, we're all together equally, but, you know, like your first role model and your first love, you mm. know what I mean? Like, it was me, like, directly mama. Um, maybe she sees that in me, uh, but immediately I correct her, and and part of why we left England to come here, because, again, we will be closer to one route, if you know what I mean, which yes. is Irish, yeah. staying in England, and then he's Irish, and I'm Nigerian, then he's in, in she's, um, well, I'm British Nigerian, then she's, she's, she's British, and then we're trying to say, you're living here as British, but you're Irish, and then you're Nigerian, <laughs> so we thought, okay, we come here. So as soon as, you know, she would say she's from Nigeria, but then she knows she's mixed, um, we're already speaking about interesting. Thank you for inviting us today. Discrimination and racism with her, and the you know superiority. Like you know, some human would think they're better than you. Yes, they might have some skill than you. Um, yet, for you can get there as well. But nobody is better than you. You have the same human rights and you know human equality um, as every human in the world, and the same. Thing at the school she's going to um, is um, uh, educate together, which is more diverse and international school. So we're already showing her all these things and all these, you know, ways. And um, but she believes she's both, and she loves it. And she's learning Nigerian, which is Yoruba language, and she's learning Irish in school as well. And um, like um, Patrick said. It's a, it's rich. It's more flexible. It's more large, inclusive, diverse. It's a best of both worlds. Like, come on, like, why can't you do that? Um, but we're raising her to have like a growth mindset, really. Um, but yeah, that that's it for her. She 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 knows both ways. Um, yeah, does that answer the question? Yes, I mean, <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, I wish you the best, you know, um, Patrick and Abisola and your daughter. I mean, I can imagine that rich, rich culture that she's going to get the best of both worlds. And the fact that you guys are so much fun and fun and you, you, you're you open-minded and you fell in love because you were, first of all, friend and, and you could ignore things. I love all that you've said today. Not, I mean, I think people will be enlightened and informed that, listen, we don't have to keep ourselves in one way. We could 
it's it's a global world and we can search much more and enjoy our relationship. So thank you for taking the time. Is there anything you would like to add and share with the people out there concerning your your journey that I've missed out? That's an open question anyone. Patrick or Abyssal, anything that you feel we need to add on that we haven't missed out on? No, not really. It's just um, maybe one more thing. <laughs> um, it's just the understanding of love. Your um, husband or your wife, your partner is just there to love you because you simply exist. Not because, not really because of what you do or what you don't do, because that's where it starts from. So when you think about love, it's just this person is here to experience me, to experience my world. I experience my world. But this person is here with me to experience, to love me. So the first thing you want to do before you start thinking of what they do for you or what they don't do for you, because I know that will cross line between hurting you. So are you saying if the person is hurting me to stay? That's why I don't want to get into that. But you just want to know this person is here because they exist. They, they exist. They're here for you. They're present. They exist. He doesn't need to get up and go and do that at the moment because he's here. I can also do it for myself. So people need to be careful of their um, definition of love because sometimes it comes with condition, but it's meant to be like kind of unconditional. And the first step, the person kind of exists, is here to witness me and experience my life, not to do everything else for me because you have your good hands and legs <laughs> in the first place <laughs> you can start from there so again that way there's not too much responsibility on that other person because there's always that a man has to do this a woman has to do that i know that coming away from culture and i think that's part of culture sorry in terms of race but that's all part of it they all come together in a package about what a man should be doing or what this race or what that person or religion and everything but if you know in like you know, this person is just here to witness me and exist. And then I think, I don't know if I'm making sense. With yes, that, you are. You are. You just are, have to Gina, be careful yes. of the definition of love right. and try to write it, I think, right. um, before you start looking for that love. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank so. you. <laughs> Patrick, any that, addition to that? That is such, head. you people are so intelligent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Patrick and Abisola, really appreciate this time together. So much learning, so much understanding. But above all, thank you for bringing your love, your romance and all that you mean to each other and sharing it with us tonight, this afternoon. Thank you, Abisola. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. I want to thank Abisola and Patrick Lynch, a wonderful couple, for being part of this mixed blessing. I want to thank you, the listeners, for taking the time to join us on this podcast. Please join me next time when my guest will be Lola Palomo and her beautiful Spangerian children. Spanish and Nigerian kids across three cultural spaces. See you then.